Blog Talk Radio. of the uh, Pajama Party. I'm one of those Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Fine, fine as a Georgia pine. Well, I thought you were going to say fine, fine, fine as wine. Well, that too. Uh-huh, but you spilled a couple of... Oh, 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 excuse me. I wasn't so silly. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, Papa Didi? I'm doing pretty good. So much allez-vous. Right. It's another Friday night. Happy birthday to Prince. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I believe he would have been 61 today. Really? Mm-hmm. He wore it well. He was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long has it been? Though? Uh, was it three years now? 20... Since he passed? 16? Uh, I think so. I don't know. The time is just flying. I can't keep up. Right. Yeah. But I still miss him, my baby daddy. But don't tell Pierre. Okay. <laughs> I just keep this betwixt us. Okay. Yeah, it was 2016, yep. April 21st, 2016. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I guess we should go ahead and hit the rundown. What's on the docket tonight, Kevin? On the docket? On the docket. Let's see. Yeah, let's bring this court into, what is it, bring the court to order? <laughs> okay, order in the court. Order in the court. All right. Um, Hot topics. Mark Stevens apologizes for Carl Lowry incident. <laughs> mm. That's going to be a good one. Keep it. Uh, Farstein resigns um, from boards in the Central Park 5 series. Reinitiates a backlash, and also mysterious vacation death being investigated. That's some shiggity there. Our hidden and quitted headlines: Nepal Everest cleanup, drive yields 24,200 pounds of garbage and four bodies. Wow. Trump administration to deprive migrant uh, kids of English lessons and legal aid. Also, um, ex Arizona assistant. Book, that's his name? Okay. Book Richardson, sentenced to prison in bribery case. And also, D.C. Bill um, would make Go Go the official music of Washington, D.C. Hey! <laughs> What's poppin' with Papa Didi? Our weird news owners of Noah's Ark replica filed lawsuit over rain damage. Also, deer invade elderly woman's apartment. And a ladybug. Uh, swarm is so massive it appears on weather radar. I'm just saying with red wine, you take it too far. Living for the city with Papa Didi. My Hollywood wrap up tonight. 
Our cocktail of the week is the Jasmine Cocktail. I'll kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topics. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio, produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online, or call us right now at 914 803 The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Bry. Paul Swad, darling. All right, so, uh... You ready to hit those hot topics? Uh, let's see. Yeah. What's going on tonight, Papa Didi? Mm. There's so much going on in the news. I mean, we can only pick a few to talk about. But. Well, first of all, Mark Stevens. Well, let's, let's, let's give it that knucklehead. Mm-hmm. If you don't know Mark Stevens, they kind of tried to play it down and said he was a uh, a uh, Golden State Warrior investor. You know, like, like, he's, like he's shoveling coal on that empire. But come to find out that he was a, uh, what do you call that, a uh, minority owner. <laughs> really? He's a, right, he's a minority owner. Really? Yeah, you know, when it comes to big business like that, whether it be the Golden State Warriors who won the championship the last uh, three times in the last five years, uh, you know, it becomes a dynasty. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, if you got $10 million, you want to invest in uh, Dallas Stadium, you know, that to get you maybe 2 or 3%. Get you a piece it. of the pie. Get mm. your key to the, just the back door. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. take your kids on the field and take a picture with your family. On the, you know, you do what you want to do. Sit on the first row like this guy was doing. Yeah. Anyway, so ball was passed. So Laurie was trying to save a ball from going out of bounds, and he kind of missed the ball and flew into the seats. Now, the seat he actually flew into was empty. Hmm. This guy was two seats away, and he had been drinking, obviously. Mm-hmm. So when he crashed into it, I guess him being a part owner of the Golden State Warriors, he's very pro Golden State Warrior. He he pushed him, and, and, and like I said, Laurel uh, wasn't even on him at all. And the lady was sitting next to uh, the gentleman uh, Stevens. She was helping Laura out of the chair, mm-hmm. helping him get back up on his feet. Mm-hmm. He leaned over and pushed him and, and, and started cursing at him, dropping F-bombs and everything. Mm. He, clumsy, oh, blah, 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 blah. he was so up. He was, yeah, he was he was cursing him out and, and doing all kind of stuff. And Laura stopped the game with the ref said, this guy pushed me, cursing at me. You know, what's up with that? Right. So the first time he did it, they banned him for the next game. But then the NBA came back and, uh, you know, changed up the story. But anyway, it's uh, – as the story writes, it says that uh, Mark Stevens apologizes in the uh, statement for Carl Lowry incident. 
uh, Mark Stevens issued a statement on Thursday to apologize for his for his uh, incident with uh, Kyle Lowry during Game Three of the NBA Finals on Wednesday that resulted in a season-long ban by the league. Stevens, who's a minority owner, see they're saying it right on this particular story. He's a right minority owner of the uh, Golden State Warriors, pushed Lowry and yelled obscenities at him. At the Raptors guard after Laurie dove into the stands to try to save a ball from going out of bounds. The incident received um, uh, major attention on uh, Thursday. LeBron James posted about about on his Instagram. Several players were asked about it during their media availability. The Warriors and Steve Kerr offered thoughts. Uh, they, they said that the NBA announced that uh, Stevens would be banned for a season and fine $500,000. Steven issued a statement later on Thursday to apologize. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said he's he tried to be fair in his handling of the matter and took into account how uh, contrite uh, Stevens was. All right, so uh, he said there's uh, not some rule book I can look to here for this particular Action. I try to balance all the different factors. And once again, I think it was a fair outcome, and uh, I want to say that uh, Mr. Stevens will be away from the game of basketball as he knows it physically for a year and find $500,000. But you said he's a billionaire, right? He's a billionaire, yeah. So what's $500,000? About five bucks. So really it's more like his feelings got hurt because they told him you can't come back. For the rest of the season. Mm. No, for or, ne- all next season. Oh, all next season. Mm. Also, yeah. Okay, so like I said, he he's but. I heard him because next season they're going to a new stadium. That's right. what I'm saying. He's more butt hurt than anything else. That five hundred thousand doesn't mean anything to him. It don't mean nothing. Mm. Because a billion dollars is one hundred million dollars. Do you know, does it say in that article how much they they worth? They were valued at. Who the team? Mm-hmm. Please. Oh, I don't know. Well, from 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 what I see, they were worth. They were valued back uh, quite a couple of years ago, seven hundred fifty million at the time. Now they're worth three point five B with a B. Okay. Man, they're going to do a new stadium, like I said, in San Francisco. Yeah, this stadium is going to be one point three billion dollars. Good gracious. Mm How the hell do they raise that type of money? Well, that's I, I don't know saying. how they come up with the money that they pay these guys to play ball. Right. It just seems like where's all this money Cause coming the from? Tickets and stuff they sell. Because I'm tickets. You also got your uh, network. Dollars. Your network pays them big money to be able to uh, control the games and ESPN. Everybody pays money to participate in that empire. And it's check this out. It's called the Chase Center. Chase Bank is, it says the privately financed Chase Center will be the first major arena in San Francisco. No, the main thing is the one over in uh, the old form. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's that area called? Where, in California? In California. Uh, Inglewood. Inglewood, yeah, that's the one. That one has a glass front. Mm -hmm. That's where the uh, Los Angeles... Los Angeles Rams and the uh, oh, yeah. Los Angeles Chargers are going to play that together. But check this out. It says before the doors open, the team has already secured $2 billion 
in contractually obligated revenue for things like sponsorships, luxury suites, and tickets. Oh yeah, most definitely. So I mean, for this for for them to get rid of this guy, it's like it ain't jiggity jack. We don't need that. That's what. Well, they, they said that new investors are already calling to step in his place. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Because it's about the dollar right now. <laughs> they're waiting on them to kick Because, see, when the stadium's open like that, when it, when the stadium's like that, that valuable, mm-hmm. it becomes a 24-7 operation. Oh, yeah. It's not sure. just open. That's how the mm-hmm. Superdome is in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That place got luxury seats and everything. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That thing is like, people are happy just to be on the 600 level there. <laughs> I mean, is that the nosebleed section? Sorry. Sports is, is big business. It's just that's what it is. That's it. Big business. Okay. So, because also they were forcing him to um, sell his some um, shares. So we'll see. Remember the guy? I forgot his name, but he said a racial slur and talking to his girlfriend, and they pushed him out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kim, was that a basketball? Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. basketball. Oh, yeah. Okay. He was, the old, he was the original owner of the uh, Clippers. Mm-hmm. He's gone now. They just forgot all about him. Oh, money, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, last year's news. <laughs> <laughs> Got him on out of there. You're right. I don't even know if he's living. I think he had a heart attack. So no. Yeah. I ain't heard of him at all. So he, mm-hmm. so he might be gone. He might have left us. <laughs> really? Yeah, you yeah, you never know. Yeah. God rest his soul. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. What else is happening? Hmm. Oh, Farstein resigns from boards. Let's see what they're talking about here. Uh, Farstein resigns from boards at Central Park Five series reignite backlash. As a former prosecutor, Linda Farstein has resigned from at least two boards in the wake of the. Um, reignited backlash she's received for her role overseeing the so-called uh, Central Park Five case decades ago. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the one that's a movie now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ava DuVernay directed that movie. Okay, about the five boys that were uh, wrongly uh, accused. Mm-hmm. Accused of raping a white woman in Central Park. Right. Um, Falsely accused. Right. I think one of the um, young guys, they had a Something on Channel Nine. He's from the area, from Maryland, and he was playing one of the young, younger versions of one of the guys. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is from Maryland somewhere. All right now. They played the younger version right. of one of the guys. Right. Yeah. So um, Farstein, who has written over 20 mystery novels since the mid 90s, has resigned from the board of the non-profit organization Safe Horizon, um, which f- provides support to victims of violence, and from the board of her alma mater, uh, Vassar College. Vassar College is in uh, Poughkeepsie, New York. Hey, I know that area. That's an all-women's college. Oh, okay. Is it still all-women's? I know it used to be. I'm not sure. Uh, let me see if it says an article. This. The statement comes days after people on social media had urged the organization to um, sever ties with Farstein. I'm telling you, that's, that social media is a mother. <laughs> you ain't lying. That thing could get your ass fired in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's not like a physical thing now it's, it's social media boy you push that button that's it um, oh the recent release of Ava DuVernay's stunning four part Netflix series When They See Us um, has notably continued the growing conversations in the media about how 
um, systemic racism in the criminal justice system affects young black and Latino boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So that should be interesting. Netflix, they doing the damn thing. Yeah, they are. Um, Feinstein, who was the chief Manhattan sex crimes prosecutor at the time the five boys were um, prosecuted, has come under fire on social media after her role in the case was portrayed in um, When They See Us, um, which hit the streaming service on May 31st. Okay, so it was out already. As the series shows, the former prosecutor didn't personally try the case in court, but according to the Associated Press, she observed the boys' 89 interrogations. The teenagers, aged 14 to 16, later maintained they were coerced into giving false confessions, which were laced with inconsistencies um, through scare tactics, threats, and psychological manipulation. Wow. And she went on to write a mystery novel, Farstein, dating back as early as 1996. Um, she initially sent letters of resignation to boards of other organizations due to the mob mentality reaction to the Netflix series. So also I did hear that she was more or less saying that the, the Netflix series was not portraying her like Right, that's proper. what she claims. Right. I mean, she should have tried to stop it then if that was the case. Hmm. Um, you know, but who knows? She probably didn't know anything that it was coming out, you know, because everybody always look at that as a black film, but it's a, it's, it's a black and white film. It's a universal film, I would say. I think they showed her just as it went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, she's been getting accolades and stuff like that because oh, yeah. uh, Glamour Magazine honored her Woman of the Year, 93. Mm-hmm. Says knowing um, what they know now, they got it wrong and she would have been honored had uh, they would not, she would not have been honored if um, they knew the, the truth about, you know, what was going on. So. Yeah, well, that's easy to say now. Yeah, so, you know, you go by what information you have at the time, so you can't pull back now. So yeah, She was on all kind of boards and everything. They, she was, right. you know, she, she was kind of listed as being like a white Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, like the savior for them. She was always there to have people's backs. And, you know, there's a group out there that's really, you know, there's nothing wrong with being pro anything, but she was definitely a leader of the pro white group mm-hmm. until this movie came out and people seen the other side of her. Mm-hmm. Now they're all trying to oust her, but she, she's part of like four or five boards. Mm-hmm. But they they trying to, to sever ties. Cause this right here, it says, um, a change.org petition was created earlier this year calling for retailers and publishers to pull Farstein's books and to sever ties with the former prosecutor. They got 80,000 signatures. Yeah. It's like, wow, they serious. I mean, it's like when people start something, they just keep at it until, you know, you've over and done because we don't appreciate what you've done. Hmm. So that, that shows the power of social media. This is true, because once it hit and people got online, started, like you said, petitions mm-hmm. and whatnot yeah. to tell people, uh, I forgot what they were calling, what what was that? It had a hashtag. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was, but whatever it was, that thing was trending, and people were saying, look, don't buy her books, wow. don't support anything that has to do with her, she's a racist, mm-hmm. she you know, knowingly prosecuted five black boys. 
that she knew were not guilty, but she just wanted to be able to wrap this case up. Right. And because, you know, they on paper had a statement saying we admit that we did it, right. even though they knew it was coerced. Right. You know, these, these kids' parents weren't there. The police just stayed on them and stayed on them, told them stuff like, well, just tell us you did it. And we'll do this, and we'll say we'll let you go. Home. That's what they always say. Yeah, we'll do this, or we'll just you know we'll play it to just say that you know so and so did it, and we'll just you know go along with that. My thing is, if you're a certain age, you shouldn't be without either counsel one or or parents. First of all, it should be parents. Yeah. If you under eighteen, you know you think when you're eighteen you know better, but sometimes no, you don't. But just a teenager, period. You know, they shouldn't be without an adult. Hmm. And then after that, some um, lawyer legal advice. You know, that's how it should be. Right, but that's that's just my thing is, you know, if you're a good lawyer, you're gonna say you violating my constitutional right. Well, that's if you have a lawyer. Right. You know, they they these kids these were kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure when they got picked up, they were scared to death. They had no idea what was going on because at this point, they hadn't done anything. Right. So you you know rounded them up, probably mm-hmm. separated them. And start interrogating them. Right. And they're like, no, we didn't rape anybody. What are you talking about? And after a while, you know, after hours and hours of being, you know, berated with all these questions, what are you going to do? But it's, 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 it's crazy because it's like a domino effect or it's like a snowball. You know, it's just keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. It's like, what is going on? Yeah. Me, I wouldn't say nothing, but, you know, you as a teenager, you scared, like you say, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. If anybody has saw, seen, because this already started as a Netflix series, give us a call, 914-803-4306. And what's the name of it again? It's, um... Before They See Us? Is that what it's called? When They See Us. When it. They See Us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Donald Trump was big in that thing. Send out a full-page ad saying how they want them to bring back the death penalty for them guys, and you know. What did he have to do with it? He did a lot. He was a big influence on it to get them uh, the death penalty for that. But I'm saying, what was his part in this whole case? He was just a racist guy from that area. You know, it happened in New York, and Donald Trump was a big New York guy. He was up Mm -hmm. on everything. He had his nose to the ground like he has anything else. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing about it. That's why this case really, this place, this uh, particular incident, took such legs like it did because Trump being president now, and Trump was one of the main guys pushing to get them guys railed. You know, they, they did spend some time in jail, but they got exonerated. But they did spend some time in jail. So, but Trump wanted to, wanted to get the death penalty. He wanted to have him killed. Wow. So Trump was big in this. I was just trying to understand, like, well, did he know the woman? Were he related to somebody? No, it was just a white woman. But he just Trump, decided Trump to insert pro, himself. Pro white, and in yes, it. he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. So you know, it's. Uh... Well, speaking of Trump, even though we didn't have this story on our uh, rundown tonight, but breaking news: Trump has uh, reached an agreement with Mexico. Oh, really? So now the tariffs have been delayed until further notice. Well, they weren't going to be Averted or whatever. So all that threat about Monday, there's going to be tariffs against Mexico. And we can't go to, uh, what's my joint, Chipotle and get our uh, uh, guacamole 
without the prices oh, going up. Lord. <laughs> he's he's the king of scare tactics. Don't even believe that. Well, yeah. So now, yeah. So okay. now they're saying that they have reached an agreement with Mexico. I don't know what yeah, the agreement sure. was. Sure. But he's saying that he and Mexico are saying there will not be any tariffs, at least you know for now. So anyway. So you're saying that to to to, to benefit who? That that would have blew up in your face. It would have, but the cost was going to end up being handed down to the American. It wouldn't even with that high because you can't you can't uncorrect some things, you know. You can't put that back in place once that happens. No, but you I'm know. saying if he had to put the tariff, if the tariffs had gone into motion, eventually the American people would have been paying more for those products. It's a trickle down kind of an effect. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I, mean, I ain't gonna talk about it. When you paid that much attention, it wasn't true from the beginning. Well, that was the threat, and now the so-called threat has been averted. Anyway, let's talk about these mysterious vacation deaths. Uh, as you know, there was an American couple who, and this one's going back a little bit in uh, May, American couple vacationing in Fiji uh, is being investigated by the health officials in <coughs> Fiji because uh, they passed away, and uh you know, they're trying to figure out, like, what's going on. The cause of death is still ongoing. They've ruled out influenza, and they're saying at this stage they don't think it's any risk to the public, and, there's, it, of course, they say it would be premature to speculate, and the people who were in contact with them have not come down with anything. So, you know, they, they talked to the people who treated the couple when they said they weren't feeling well, they were complaining of diarrhea and vomiting. They were observed for a couple of hours, and then the couple said that they wanted to leave. The woman had been given an IV saline, you know, IV solution, because mm-hmm. after all that, I'm sure she had to be dehydrated. But then they said they wanted to go home, and they were released. And then they ended up, you know, I guess they found them in their room, and they were they were gone, deceased. So then you move on to the couple in Maryland who recently were found dead in their hotel room, and this one happened in the Dominican Republic. That first one I was talking about was in Fiji. So in the Dominican Republic, they found this couple, black couple, found dead in their room, and they're saying that the couple had just checked, checked, um, uh, you know, had had a drink from the minibar, and they were celebrating a wedding anniversary, suddenly collapsed in the room. And they're saying that they don't really know what happened. But now today I heard more information on it. They said that the woman, I'm trying to think, was it the woman, that she had some, or both of them, I believe, had some internal bleeding. And they had, they said the cause of death was uh, respiratory failure, but that they found internal bleeding and it was something else that she had that they found in her body. I, I heard them mention something about uh, fluid in the lungs or something. They did say that, okay. that both of them had um, excessive fluid in the lungs. Hmm. It, it is very strange. The whole thing is very strange. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to say went swimming, but still it would have drowned. I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. They said that they found blood pressure medication in their room. So they they named uh, the three medications. One of them was an o- opioid. 
The other was an anti-inflammatory. But they're not saying that there was, that they haven't done the toxicology right. report. They're just saying what they found in the room. A lot of times you can't mix medications together. You do, you know. Yeah. I didn't know what they were going to do. I mean, it could have been affecting that. I don't know. But all three of these Americans that we I was just referring to, mm-hmm. all of them died in the same resort. They all checked in the hotel May 25th. And this is where they all passed away. So they're going to do the forensics to try to get to the bottom of it all. All right. Well, the latest I did hear about the um, hotels in the Dominican where they had to um, give them 60 days to to put video cameras in their um, hotels. If they don't comply, then they can um, they can shut them down. But what if it's something in the air? If it's in the ventilation or something? Yes, Video cameras like aren't going to do anything for your health. Yeah, but it's just something, I guess. Oh, so now they'd be able to watch you when you fall over and die. Well, I guess they're just trying to, you know, trying to do something. Just, I guess they want to rule out maybe foul play, you know, they they can see, you know, if you're in your hotel room by yourself or with somebody or whatever, you know. I don't know. It just seems to me like cameras, mm-hmm. when you got people that have just fallen, fallen out and died, I mean, a, a camera is it's cool, but they need to get to the root of is there something in the air? Right. Is it in the in the air conditioning or in the? Well, I doubt they had the heat on, but right. just have to continue to follow it. All right. Well, if you guys know anything, give us a call nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six and press one. Press one to get in the queue. All right. Yeah, let us know what you think about it. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for the detectives. <laughs> what really happened in the in the Dominican Republic? What had happened? Mm-hmm. It's just a mess, really. It's, it's scary, I think, too. I think that when you go to these places like that, if you feel like you got to go all the way to places like that, you really can't be cheap when it comes to where you're going to stay. You can't go economical because some of these places are really like mom and pop places, and they're not cleaning out the air conditioning systems like they should. Mm-hmm. And once you and when you still when somebody dies in their room together. That means something happened when they fell asleep, mm-hmm. you know, and you're breathing this air conditioning mm-hmm. that may have had all kinds of uh, ventilation stuff in there and all that stuff goes right in your lungs. Mm-hmm. And that same moth that's on that air conditioner right. goes inside your body, and that moth forms around your lungs. And the fluid, too. the mold around your lungs yeah. is why you got fluid mold on your and lungs. Mold and mildew. And all that fluid now is on your lungs. The same stuff that was attached to the air conditioner gets attached to your lungs. Right. And, you know, people, in most cases sometimes, it's, uh, it could be any place, but people try to save money by going to the more, the more economical resort when you need to realize what do you, what do you need? Do you need do you need all that inclusive stuff? You know, do you need a, a bunch of a mini bar and all this stuff? And you, do you need all that? You know, do you need all that excess stuff that ain't being taken care of? Right, when you can just kind of get your drinks made. How many drinks you need a night anyway, as far as your drinks? And is there a liquor store or something you can go to maybe during the day and buy your own booze? I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people got to think. Be smart. Don't just go there and say, Yeah, I'm gonna come there and just eat all the crap. Well, the place poison. Right. If it's poison from the beginning, now they're poisoning you, and they're not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. You know, that Punta Cana is a big competition thing, and uh, now it's starting to show its true colors, you know. Yeah. But the resort uh, looks halfway decent. You know, everything, right, though, anything could look be. decent on the yeah, surface. Yeah, that's know. true. Going you know, that's people. People look decent on the surface, but they turn out to be a mess. <laughs> okay. You know. Ooh. This is true. 
I'm just saying, you know. True colors. All right. <laughs> yeah, this uh, next story on the head, do you want to continue or Rick or how you want to Oh, what you going to do? I'll, I'll go on. Um, okay, come this, on. This is about this uh, Mount, Mount Everest, you know, the way they showed on, on, on TV where people lined up to go to the summit. I guess people want to go up there and take pictures and things like that, but they, they, they did a campaign drive to clean up. You know, different foundations got together, and the government, they expedited uh, to uh, Mount Everest, and they removed in there this this big campaign. They had all these people contribute money to get a campaign to get to get up there and do some cleaning up and all, because it was just a mess up there. And they, they ended up rounding up 24,200 pounds of garbage and four dead bodies hmm. in that trail going up to Mount Everest. Right. And it was all backed up with people trying to get up there. You know, the tourism department officials said that the cleanup, uh, the cleaners spent weeks collecting food wrappings, cans, bottles, and empty oxygen canisters. Some of the garbage was flown to uh, to that town of uh, Kamathu and Handover uh, to, to, for recycling in a uh, ceremonial Wednesday. Officials concluded that the cleanup campaign was uh, a success clean things up. Officials called it a successful mission, but said uh, more trash still needs to be collected. Mm-hmm. Some is covered by snow and, and uh, exposed only when temperatures rise. Officials have not been able to estimate exactly how much garbage is still on the mountain. Mm-hmm. Most was at camps two and three, at which uh, climbers can rest along the way from the base camp to the uh, 29,035-foot summit. And he also said that the uh, four bodies were exposed by uh, melting snow, and they were carried to the base camp and then flown to the hospitals to be identified by the families. Mm. Uh, climbers struggled to make it down the mountain alive because some of them ran out of oxygen and things of this nature, and they died on the way down due to oxygen running out. Um, you know, I just don't understand why this... Uh, and that's a big phenomenon, yeah. Why? This, this whole Mount Everest thing is just... My, my question is, do they pay to go up there? You know, like, is there a fee? Like, you know, when you go... Oh, yeah, yeah. You said you got to pay a membership of a few thousand dollars, like $14,000 even, do it, and they raise the price to deter people, but it's not deterring them. Mm-hmm. And people go all the way up there just to get a selfie and whatever else they do. And That's, that's and, just so ridiculous. Oh, my, yeah, it's, it's very ridiculous. My thing is, if, if you're not qualified or... Or whatever, because like when you scuba dive, they give you at least a crash course in scuba diving. Yeah. You know, do you get a crash course in 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 climbing, or do these people are they certified? If you're not certified, you don't need to be on that mountain. That's how I would feel. I I would tell those people you just have to be certified to go up there, because that that's just a bunch of shiggity. It's just crazy. I don't understand why people do it. What are they trying to accomplish? Just to be able to say I climbed it and yeah. made it to yeah. the top. That's the bucket list, like 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 uh, Papa said. You know, they want to go up there and take a selfie. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to climb all the way up there and take a damn selfie. I can just do, use the green screen and pretend. Yeah, really? <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-mm, that's not one of my. That's what airbrushing is for. Say, that's do not... an airbrush picture and say, no. yeah, I was there. See. Yeah, but twenty-four thousand pounds of trash. And four dead bodies. And four dead bodies. So that means that at least four people, nobody even knew that they were still, that they mm. never made it back. Probably skeletons. 
That's some crazy stuff. No, the the the, the snow might have preserved them. Yeah. Might have just frozen. Yeah, that's true. It might have. Yeah, so you don't know what the, you know. It just seems like such a wild thing to do. Oh. But see, that takes me back to those people falling off of Grand Canyon. Yeah, when they taking pictures and yeah. stuff and selfies. Why would you let them? But I thought they had barriers and stuff around that, that stuff. You know, some people don't care about a fence. Mm-hmm. They will go to the area where you can get as close to the edge as you can, and even though it has a fence, and I don't know if this is true, but I'm speculating, some places will have signs that say, do not sit uh-huh. on the fence. And what do people do? They put their hind parts right up on the fence, and then want to lean over trying to make sure, hey, make sure you get this mountain behind me. And they want to lean, and next thing you know, whoa, fall over. They said a married couple or, or a couple that was getting get married or something that went up there and they both died. It, it is insanity. Yeah. But, but it's the same with the skiing trails. You have people who say skiing is so dangerous. It's not that dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's not any more dangerous than any other sport. Right. It's when you decide to go off the path mm-hmm. and decide, oh, okay, well, the path says go to the right, but I'm going to go ski between the trees mm-hmm. and go to the left. Mm-hmm. Well, when you start doing that, that's when you run the risk of kissing a tree and knocking yourself out mm-hmm. and breaking every bone in your body. There's a reason why the path it, is there. It must be a, a, a death wish or something. I don't know. From Mount Everest to whatever. Adrenaline junkies. I don't you know. know. That's just ridiculous. They say the thrill is going off the path. Yeah, the thrill going to be gone. Get up on top of the fence or go where the wall is not. The thrill going to be gone. <laughs> but that's what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Anyhow. Okay, well, let's talk about the Trump administration with these migrant kids. You know, this is one of those stories that just doesn't go away. It seems like it just gets worse. I know. So now this week, I came across this information. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to share this with everybody. Unaccompanied immigrant children. Now these are the ones that don't have parents or either were separated. Mm-hmm. Unaccompanied immigrant children in government detention centers across the U.S. will no longer have English classes, recreational programs, or legal aid according to the Department of Health and Human Services. And this was in emails obtained by the Washington Post. The shelters will begin scaling back or discontinuing the funding for these activities that they say are not directly necessary for the protection of life and safety, and that includes education services, legal services, and recreation. So to me, that sounds like, okay, so these kids come from another country where they don't speak English, they were being taught English. Now you're saying, no, we don't have money for all that. So you're going to keep them unaccompanied so they don't have an adult with them. Now they're not going to learn English. So how are you really going to get them acclimated to anything? Now you're going to cut the funding for legal services so they don't have any legal representation, and you're going to cut back on the recreational service. So, what, they can't even go outside, run and play, and do anything that kids do? (laughs) This is ridiculous. That sounds like you're treating them like prisoners. Wow. You're just going to put them in a detention area and tell them go somewhere and sit down. I guess you'll say it in Spanish because you're not going to teach them English anymore. This is ridiculous. Now, they're saying that this could, could end up being illegal 
because the immigrant kids in custody have to be taught English five days a week. Now, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be taught English five days a week and get at least one hour of recreation time per day. And this is under the terms of the 1997 Flores, uh, Flores Court Settlement. Mm -hmm. But immigration rights advocates are saying that the Trump administration is using the child welfare rights as a political bargaining chip to secure funds from Congress. Mm -hmm. And all of this has to do with securing the border and the wall and all of that. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to divert the money from uh, helping these children to pay for the freaking wall. That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. And they're saying all of this has to do with, well, the border crisis and lack of funding and, you know, we're so overwhelmed with all these people coming to the border. Mm -hmm. We just don't have the money to keep teaching them English. I'm trying to understand how much does it cost? Because they're not trying to help them get in this country. Exactly. That's the whole point. Right. Because teaching somebody English, it's not like you need thousands and thousands of dollars of technology. That's the expense of having people sit with people right. and teach them the English language. The legal legal assistance is people sitting with people to advise them of what their legal rights are. So don't cry broke. Right. Like, oh, it's too expensive. We just can't afford to do this anymore. Right. They're spending more money to detain these kids than anything else. But see, my thing is, I go back to, you know, as far as the people that come over here, the amount of people, why isn't that we can't? Stop a certain amount. Just say, okay, only about a million people can come into the country within one year. Mm-hmm. Because we are we are becoming overwhelmed. And you see these services, they're not rendering to these people. They're human beings first. You know, you would think that they would have these things in place, but they don't because they don't want them here, period, first of all. Right. Second of all, you start deterring people from coming here and don't give them the services, maybe they'll stop. But I guess they feel as if I'd rather be in the in the middle, I guess, than where I am because it's better than where I am. I'd rather mm -hmm. just try and go and try to get to the United States. Even if they're in there with those camps, I guess they feel as if that's better than, like I said, where they were. Well, I did see some numbers, and I'm trying to remember. It said like 4 million people have fled Venezuela. But what I'm not sure of is was that in general, right? you know, an accumulative total, or right. was that this year? Because uh, people are getting up out of Venezuela. Venezuela has some major Cumulative issues. total, because I can't see 4 million people living in Venezuela in one year. Um, it must be, maybe it's an accumulative total over a period of time. Over, what, two years almost, three years now? Since he's been in office, so um, about at least two and a half years, at least. It's been some time, but yeah, it just we just have to find some ways to cut things off and just, you know, you know, I don't want to say don't let them in, but we saw the bus at the seams ourselves. I don't know. So See, I'm not even say? sure if that's true. Because there's so many areas that are undeveloped. I'm not saying go and cut down every tree and develop everything. Right. But I'm just saying there are some areas 
where, you know, if you really wanted to go and do some things, mm-hmm. you could do some things. Right. What do you mean like you know, everybody areas? can't fit in mm-hmm. every little metropolitan city. Right, right. They had to go in some rural areas like Maryland, Virginia. They got plenty of land. Yeah. Um, Kentucky. Yeah, I was you know, when you say, start yeah. going out in those areas, Idaho. Shoot, they might start shooting out there. Well, they don't like us. See, that's a whole other problem. <laughs> right. So. I'm just saying, there are areas right. in this country Right. Where there is space to do some other things. But, you know, it's almost like, you know, how um, Brad Pitt and Oprah and some other people, they got together when they had the Katrina thing and went to um, New Orleans and built some things. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what's needed because the government can't do everything, you know, and I think we rely on the government so much. Why not have... Um, you know, they do crowdfunding and this and that. They, they they raise money for certain things. Why these stars or whatever can't come here and, and, and just start doing some things because it's needed. United States can't, I mean, the government can't do everything. Yeah, that's true. And I think these private people, these millionaire, billionaires, whatever, celebrities, they just need to come here and, like you said, these rural areas, they could start building some homes. That way we won't be busting at the scene. Yeah. Because everybody's trying to fit in the city, so to speak. So, you know. I mean, Oprah could probably buy, like, a quarter of Montana and call it Oprah Land. Hey. And just put some stuff out there <laughs> and, and, you know, put some housing and right. say, hey, if you want to go to Oprah Land right. in Montana, right. then here's what it takes. Right. You know, do, I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm not saying that it, it that it's their responsibility, right? But they could, but they could for help. those who want to help, right, right, who want to do something, right. You know, there there are opportunities, right? It's it's almost like like I said, the Katrina devastation. It's that's what that's what's going on here. We busting at the scene. We they need help. We need help. You know, so we'll see. Maybe we need to put a call out for the Hopers and the Brad Pitts and. You know. Yeah. Well, Brad's fighting Angelina about that divorce. Oh, He's no. a little preoccupied, but anyway. That don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. He finally realizes he's a maniac for real. Who, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think there is some issues there. I don't know. <laughs> Big time issues. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll keep it moving. Okay. Uh, let's see. Over to you, Kettle. Oh, well, my bad. Uh-huh. What's happening? Ex-Arizona assistant book... What kind of name is that? Yeah, somebody named their child Book. Book Richardson, sentenced to prison in bribery case. Interesting. Uh, former Arizona assistant coach Emmanuel Book Richardson was sentenced to three months. Really? That's it. In prison and two years of supervised release for his role in the case of the FBI. Come on now, FBI shit. Brought following the investigation into corruption in the college basketball scandal. Prosecutors asked for um, an 18- to 24-month prison sentence for Richardson. He was um, one of 10 arrested in September 2017. It was two years to get through. Um, the FBI investigation it was into corruption in the college basketball recruiting. Richardson entered a guilty plea, um, admitting that he accepted $20,000 in bribes to influence players that were on the Arizona roster to hire Christian Dawkins, an uh, ex-NBA agent turned financial advisor. Wow. So all he's getting is three months, huh? That's it. 
the um, U.S. Uh, former USC assistant coach Tony Bland was sentenced, but only received probation and will not serve any jail time. So I don't know. Lock him up. But we already know what color they are. So okay, it ain't gonna happen. Okay. Also, uh, DC is on the map. DC Bill would make Go Go the original music on the gentrifying district. Interesting. A city council member in Washington, D.C. has introduced legislation that would make go-go music the District of Columbia's official music. Hey. Um, Councilman Kenyon R. Duffy introduced the go-go official music of the D.C. Designation Act of 2019. Wow. Um, they got trending hashtag don't mute DC <laughs> movement, which aims to combat the um, uh, the uh, reassure of the city's indigenous go-go music and black culture and businesses. So along with proclaiming an official music genre for the city, the legislation would also require that DC Mayor uh, Bowser to design and implement a program to support, preserve, and archive go-go music. Wow. We do have a go-go museum here in D.C. Oh, really? Yeah. They were talking about that a couple of years ago. I'm not sure where it is. Probably in Southeast somewhere. Um, The new legislation comes a month after a clash over the presence of the go-go music, famed D.C. intersection, which was down there on 7th and um, U Street, Mm -hmm. uh, where the... Oh, Metro PCS. Right, with a... um, um, but it was a, a go-go um, outlet or uh, where they sold go-go music. Mm-hmm. And they were planning outside. And, of course, you know who? Our friends <laughs> that have migrated the area start complaining. I'm like, really? Gentrification. Yeah, I'm like, really? And then they're going to complain. And I'm like, wow, that music is just too loud. Mm-hmm. It, does it have to be played outside? Yes, does it you have to move over here? And you know what? It's not like they play it at night either. They play it during the day. Yeah, they did. They play it during the day. It's just an attraction to get people to come in because saying it's advertisement, Mm -hmm. saying that we sell go-go music. They sure did. Okay, so get off my tip. Leave me there alone. All (laughs) righty. I don't think the music has anything to do with it. They just don't want to hear it, period. Oh, sure. Of course they do. They're really probably trying to get rid of that. All right, that intersection right there on on the corner. You're trying to give it everything. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all. y'all. Y'all can't do that. And I'm glad he introduced that bill. Right yeah, I hope he passes. Right. I hope so, too. We're going to put the white folks in that area on the kiss it list. How about that? Okay. <laughs> there you go. Seventh and you, yeah. white people. All the go-go mm-hmm. haters. And that stuff used to be so black back in the day. Used to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to take a... CC break. All right, now. And uh, what are we coming back with? Yeah, we did get coming back with what's popping. Quite quite a bit of news out there. So, if you guys got any uh thing to add, give us a holler. 914-803-4306. And press 1 if you did. Press 1 to get in the queue. <laughs> Love to hear from you. All right. Uh, we're going to take this quick CC break, and we're coming back with Papa Didi and what's popping. Wow. Hi, this is Papa Didi. If you haven't heard of Pajama Party, you're missing out. We got hot topics, hidden quitter headlines, what's popping with me, weird news, I'm just saying with red wine, 
living for the city again with me. The Hollywood wrap up the kettle. The cocktail of the week. The world's family kiss at this. And of course, the last word. We serve up each week on the Pajama Party Show. And nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at 914-803-4306 or listen at www.apajamaparty.com and also follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Hi, welcome back to the John Pine One Hills Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Wow. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All righty. Time for what's popping. Come on now. Papa Didi, Papa Didi, talk to the people. What's popping? Mm-hmm. What's popping? You know, um, I, you know, let's, let's talk about the gentrification thing. You know, it's a. Uh, it always amazes me when you talk about that and when you see it in action. You know, I just think that everybody knows that uh, gentrification is only only visual to people who aren't aware of the history of a particular area. And it seems to be huge in D.C. D.C. just got so much going on at one time. That's why it seems like it's happening there so prevalent. But, you know, that gentrification has been, and, and D.C. seems to have a lot of money to do it. That's why it goes on. It just makes such a change. But I've always tell people that when it comes to gentrification, if, you, if you're from that area and you've seen the area from the beginning, when you take a good look, it really didn't change at all, you know? Mm-hmm. You can be, you know, people that are from that area, and they get off a plane for the first time, and they, they scored a job in D.C., a young yuppie, 22 years old, fresh out of college, got accepted to, you know, a, a particular job on uh, K Street in Northwest, you know, and a job is paying $145,000 for being whatever, an analyst of, an analyst to the analyst to the analyst. And, and they tell them that you could stay in this little uh, co-op building, that leases uh, for three thousand dollars a month. All the luxuries right across the street from the train station. You can rent a bike. You can rent a moped. You can rent whatever you want. Everything is right there. You can have a party on the roof. Do whatever you want to do. And these people come here thinking all oh, everything is lovely, but they don't see or understand the undercut of what's really going on. You know, these neighborhoods were war-torn from the beginning. Same with Philadelphia, down by the Temple University area. Same thing. I mean, my goodness, that area in North Philadelphia was a mess back in the day. And anybody who's raised in North Philadelphia will walk down Diamond Street, and all they will see is a a bright light or a couple trash cans and some some gutted-out homes that become, you know, people have flipped the homes and made them nice or whatever. But, But deep down inside, if a person didn't walk down 10th and Diamond back in the day, they're still not going to walk down 10th and Diamond because they know what 10th and Diamond can bring. And it's the same in D.C. Different streets that were war-torn back in the day, a true D.C. person will walk down that same street because they know what that street has to offer. So gentrification is only a, it's 
only a cover. It it doesn't get into the, into the bowels of things. So I just think people shouldn't worry because all that's going to take care of itself, you know. Young people are going to grow up. They're going to get tired of leasing. Up there, they're going to buy a house, so they're going to move out of those high-rises. That's the one thing. That, and the sad part about it with the different yuppies living in them buildings, them buildings are just le- leasing. They're not selling them people those buildings, you know. So after a while, they're going to get tired of paying $3,000 a month for, for rent, you know. And they'll see the light soon. They don't see it now because their friends are there and they got the, the Uber drop-off stuff. And if you go up there at night, you'll see different cars dropping off food, people, and picking up people. It's almost like a a, a resort area. You know, everybody's just, just happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. But after a while, the 22-year-old becomes a 28-year-old, you know. Yeah. And their values are different. And what they want is different. And what they need is different. And it's going to change up. So when it comes to gentrification, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right because everything that is what it was in the beginning will always continue to be what it is no matter who's living there, you know. And mache and paint and cement and spackle and everything else that makes things beautiful always goes back to its natural state. So don't worry about that, you know. Pretty skin always gets old. You know, as they say, the vegetation of adults goes right back to the lives of a child. The same thing you need as a child is what you need as a senior. You know, you go from a walker for a baby to a walker for an adult. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I don't want to sit there and preach, but don't worry about the gentrification because after a while, everything will take care of itself because all that beautiful stuff is going to wear down after a while. And them rich folks are going to move out of there and they're going to be, it's just, you know, everything is what it is. You know, it's nothing, nothing's going to change. The people have changed, the area changed, but I take a ride down K Street and I still see the hood myself in D.C. I mean, and I'm not even from here, but I, I take a second look, you know. You, you, you're not? You're not from here? <laughs> well, not today. I'm using it here. Today. But, uh, <laughs> But no, I'll take a ride down K Street, and I'll see a few houses that look like they've been. And I noticed the big bay window is almost an indication, the painted door, mm-hmm. where people have done they, you know, redid their house. Mm-hmm. It's a code. Oh yeah. It's a code. Yep. And you yep. look at the big bay Great window, and I tell you too, here's another thing with people too, and I'm not going to uh, put the the uh, a color on it, but another thing people do is they they basically live on the second floor. Mm-hmm. Downstairs is a decoration area, and downstairs is the area where you leave a window open and, and you double insure your merchandise, mm-hmm. and you invite people to come in and steal. You just leave the window wide open, but all your private stuff is upstairs where nobody can see. You've seen houses like that before, where people mostly live on the on the second floor. That's right. Where, that's where they live. They've gotten the kitchen put in up there as well, mm. so they can downstairs. So that's just, just the showroom. That's the yeah. That's the move. And they double it. They call uh, Liberty Mutual somewhere, and they double the indemnities of their mm. property. And they leave the window open, saying, "Steal my piano, you know, steal mm-hmm. these paintings, steal this glass stuff that I'm letting you look at." They want that to happen they because it's insured. It. Yeah, it's insured to the max. And they leave the window open for you to see it. You'd be surprised. There's a whole other world out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. But like I said, don't worry about that gentrification. That's all going to balance out, you know. All right now.
up and Dee has spoken. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's definitely something to think about. All right. See, I do worry about it, but, I mean, you can't change it, so I guess there's no point in worrying over it. Okay. I wouldn't worry about somebody that's paying $3,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. I really wouldn't worry about them. I'd be concerned about them. I'd try to get them help. Hmm. They don't look like they need any help, though. Mm. Hey, what do I know? I'm not a city planner, so I don't know. Anyway, as I had previously mentioned, today is uh, Prince's birthday. Prince Rogers Nelson, born on this day in 1958, would have been 61 Mm. had he still been with us. Of course, his music is still with us, but those of us who love Prince's music... We're still missing him. I don't know what else to say. You know, we missed the purple one. You know, one of my favorite songs from Prince is, uh, What's the Matter with Your Life? Is the poverty bringing oh, you down? Oh, pop life. Is the mailman jerking you around? Yeah. Do you put your million-dollar check in somebody else's box? Yeah, you're right. Tell me. I still go back to his old music. I still love When Doves Cry. Yeah, it seemed mm. to be the favorite. That, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. Mine was, um, is it beautiful? Is it, um... The most beautiful girl in the world? Well, I like that one, and it's, um... Oh, man, it's another one. A Thousand X's and O's? No, he sang with, um... Okay, I can't remember the lady. Well, when you think of it, mm. I tell you what, I let's take like, a musical... I like controversy. Oh, yeah, definitely controversy. Oh, for sure. Well, let's take a musical interlude on this break, and uh, we're going to listen to uh, When Doves Cry. All right. In honor of Prince, the purple one. And when we come back on the other side, we got the weird news for you. You're listening to The Pajama Party. Happy birthday, Prince.
Yeah, that's Prince. Uh, he was born in 1958. He's been 61 years old. June 7th. June 7th. Makes him born under the sign of what? Uh, Gemini, right? Sign of purple. Gemini. Right. <laughs> Gemini twins. Oh, All right, we're back. Uh, I'm Golden Hawk, and uh, oh, AKA, really? AKA, AKA uh, <laughs> Papa D D. Okay. What's a golden hawk? Oh, that okay. was my name a long time ago. You won't go there. That's another story. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Still red wine. <laughs> Still red wine. You not AKA nothing? No. Still red wine. <laughs> I'm a white wine. No. I'm red wine. All right. I don't change. No. Don't change your stripes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing you're telling anyway. Auntie who? Just transparent like it's that. It's time for. The weird news. Let's get it going. Oh. Okay, I got one. I got one. I got one. Owners of Noah's Ark replica have filed a lawsuit over rain damage. Imagine that. <laughs> okay. The owners of a replica of Noah's Ark are suing their insurers, saying that the companies failed to adequately cover damage to the surrounding property caused by heavy rain. Now, the Ark is a 510-foot wooden ship modeled after the biblical Ark, and it made it through the rain without a problem. But a representative for Ark Encounter, which is in Williamstown, Kentucky, told CNN after rainfall in 2017 and 2018 caused a significant landslide on the property it undermined an access road that led to the massive wooden vessel. Oh, Lord. Oh, wait a minute. If you insured the boat, how? You didn't insure the roads. You didn't insure the roads and the land around it. So if it rained a lot and the land started sliding, messed up the access, and people couldn't get to the attraction, right. whose fault is that? That's, That's an act of God. Yeah, an act of nature. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what? So anyway, they're saying that the the access road was unsafe to use and the repairs cost about a million dollars. Oh, Lord. So I guess they're trying to figure out who's going to pay for this. Uh, They're looking for punitive and compensatory damages. Wow. So they're saying contrary to some reporting, the damage to certain areas of the Ark Encounter theme attraction was not caused by a flood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like the whole thing okay. with the Ark and the flood. Yeah. So they're saying the damage has been repaired and the Ark was not at risk. The Ark was built on a bedrock and was never in jeopardy. They're saying um, the Ark Encounter, the website for Ark Encounter says that the mar- the model Ark is full-size and built to biblical specifications. <laughs> okay. That's what they said. All righty. But now they're trying to sue their insurance company because the roads got all washed out. Biblical specifications. They built it based on what Scripture says was the height, the breadth, and the width and everything of the ark that Noah built. But nobody was here to see the ark. For I said according to what the Bible documented, they built that ark that ended up being 510 feet. That's what they built. So they they set it up as an attraction. So I guess they, you know, have an admission fee for people to come in. and I don't know. Do they have animals in it? That's a good question. They have two of each. 
if you're going with the biblical specifications. Well, now, well, I don't know. It's in Kentucky right. if anybody wants to go down there and check it out. Okay. Here's another story just lighten up a little bit. Let's uh, all turn at the at the what's popping. rescued a 74-year-old in her retirement home apartment on Tuesday night local time after the deer entered through her bedroom window. Oh, what? The woman called 911 and officers found her trapped on her living room couch with her walker on the floor as one deer jumped back and forth across the room and she was scared to death holding on tight to her walker pinned up against her living room sofa. Oh my gosh. Uh, you oh, think this is funny, uh, red wine? I'm really? sorry. I'm just envisioning. I'm just going to say, right. you have to. That be. is funny. All right, Sergeant Kevin uh, Gerbert said that an official, uh, the, 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 the officer oh. shielded the woman after the oh, deer gosh. knocked her over. Wait, the deer attacked her? He said that the officers then subdued and recovered that deer with some tranquilizers while two others ended up while two others that end up in the bathroom were tranquilized and released. <laughs> oh, my God. So it's a total of three deers Jeez. on the scene. So this is deers gone wild. He said the woman was not injured <laughs> and was amazingly calm during her ordeal. <laughs> but the deers heavily damaged her apartment. Oh, God. He tore that joint Three up. deers came through the window of the apartment and destroyed it. I'm on the face of that. What were these deer on that they would be that aggressive to come through a window Tear up her apartment, traumatize an old lady. Somebody yeah. gave those deer something. That was crazy. That's, that's, you finished yeah, probably was smelling something. Yeah, who knows? That's ironic you say that they want something. I heard uh, earlier on the radio that some fishermen were out catching fish. And the fish, where they were, they were catching a lot of fish. So they saw this plastic bag in the water. And so they decided to reel it in. Guess what was in the plastic bag? Money? Cocaine. What? That's why the fish were jumping around like crazy. They were high as a But they were catching fish like crazy. The fish were trying to jump up in the boat. They were like, catch me, catch me. No, catch me. Mm-mm. All right, I get the last Ooh. one. Ladybug swarm is so massive it appears on the weather radar. Interesting. In L.A., a huge blob. That appeared on the National Weather Service's radar wasn't a rain cloud, but a massive swarm of ladybugs over Southern California. They said it don't rain in Southern California, swarms of ladybugs again. Meteorologist Doe Joe Dandria says the array of bugs appeared to be about 80 miles wide as it flew over 80 miles? Yeah. But uh, Dandria tells the LA Times that the ladybugs are actually throughout the sky, flying at between 5,000 and 9,000 feet, with the most concentrated group about 10 miles wide. Wow. That's weird. It wasn't immediately known what type of ladybugs was causing the phenomenon. The Times says one species, adult convergent lady beetles, beetles mate and migrate from the Sierra Nevada to Valley 
areas where they eat aphids and lay eggs. So they were on their way to get their groove on? I guess so. 80 miles wide up in the sky. Wow. That's a lot of ladybugs. No, 10 miles. I say 80. 10 miles. I thought you said 80. Mm-mm, 10 miles. Oh. 5,000, 9,000 feet. Okay. Wow, that's a lot of ladybugs. It is a lot. The ladybugs are real small. Yeah, I guess somebody was having some good luck then, huh? Wherever they were flying at. Oh, ladybugs supposed to be good luck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, shall we continue? It's up to you. Oh, I'm ready. Oh, you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to read one with your commentary of, uh, I'm just saying with, um, I'll take it too far. You take it too far. Yeah, you know, some people do. All right, come on, everyone. Yeah, I'm just saying tonight you take it too far. Let's talk about this whole situation with Jay-Z and Beyonce at the game. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay-Z and Beyonce, if you didn't see the video, you can see it online. They were at game three of the NBA championship this week when a moment, just a few seconds, was caught on camera and people lost their daggone mind. <laughs> people just took it too far. Oh, God. The woman, okay, Jay-Z was on the left, Beyonce was in the middle, and this white woman was on the right. The woman sitting to Beyonce's right leaned in to speak across to Jay-Z, and when people saw the video, they started speculating and losing their minds. People were saying, oh, she disrespected B and all this other stuff. Now, it did look like Beyonce gave her a little bit of a side eye, but I think all of that just egged it on even more. But it turns out that this woman was hosting them at this game. Her name is Nicole Curran, 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 and she's the wife of the Golden State Warriors owner. She was just asking them, what do y'all want to drink? But it was so loud, they couldn't, Jay-Z couldn't hear her. So she leaned a little bit across Beyonce to ask him, what can I get you to drink? That's all she was asking. And people looked at the thing and decided, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, she didn't just flirt with him across Jay-Z and all of this stuff. And then people just, like I said, y'all, y'all just take stuff too far. Meanwhile, Beyonce's fans and followers, known as the Beehive, got busy in the Beehive. They started posting all kind of hate toward this woman, Nicole. And it got so out of hand, some of them were sending this woman hate messages and death threats to her home. Come on, people. Y'all take this stuff too far. Totally out of hand. I'm just saying. Okay. Now, I know y'all love Beyonce, but y'all take it too far. Beyonce's publicist got online and said, please, everybody... Stop the hate. Love all people. Can we just love everybody? Everything is fine. It's all good. Nobody disrespecting anybody is okay. She shouldn't have to call off the beehive like that. This is why the word fan, which is short for fanatic, this is where that word comes from. When you start acting like a nut over a celebrity or anybody for that matter, you're behaving like a fanatic, and you're taking it too far. I'm just saying, you're taking it too far, people. And this is not the first time that this stuff has happened. There were fans of Taylor Swift who took it too far. 
uh, fans of Britney Spears who took it too far. And that's just, you know, the name of few that I can remember. But if you really love and honor these celebrities like you say you do, then show them more respect than that. This fanatical behavior does not honor them in any way. It's embarrassing, childish, and dangerous. People should not have to shut down their social media page like Nicole Curran had to do just because she was trying to be a good hostess at the game. She had to shut down her social media because people were coming for her from all sides. Death threats. People sending stuff to her house. They tracked down her home address. Come on, y'all. People need to stop reading into stuff. Sometimes what you see is not what you saw. You know, stop speculating. If you weren't there, you don't know. So how about you just enjoy these celebrities' music or movies or whatever it is that you enjoy about them and calm the beat down? I'm just saying, y'all take it too far. Way too far. If you think people like Beyonce and Jay-Z are impressed with all this fanatical behavior, you're wrong. They're not impressed with that stuff. It's disrespectful, okay? Disrespectful to them. So do yourself a favor and just relax. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, y'all take this stuff too far. Call the hell now. Look, I, I wanted to uh, ask. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ask a question. Why didn't Homegirl just ask Beyonce? She could have stated know. the message to her, exactly. and she could have said, "Well, Beyonce did nudge her. Did you see the nudge on her? Yeah, she did kind of nudge her, she like, nudged yo, her saying, you, know. you know, back off." I didn't think that, first of all, her, her, her eyes or whatever. Yeah, she did give I her side that, eye a little nudge. I think that, first of all, you know, jealousy is a, is a, is a, is a deadly sin, first of all. And when, when, when jealousy, and, and, and let's not give Beyonce too much credit, okay? She's a billionaire, a damn near billionaire. Her husband's a billionaire, but she's still human. Right. We have to take people back down to the natural entity of who they are, human beings, okay? Now, when she made the song about Becky with the good hair, it's supposed to be allegedly that the girl that uh, Jay-Z cheated on her with, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when, 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 Jay-Z, when Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, for one, that's a heavy blow right there because Beyonce is doing everything to project the image of a, you know, of a rhinestone cowboy. You know what I mean? She wants to give a look like I'm the shit or whatever, you know. But but just like, you know, people would say back in the day that uh, when it came to a male exotic show, no matter how sexy the male dancer is, as long as there's another dancer in the fucking dressing room, women waiting to see that motherfucker. You know what I mean? You can be mm-hmm. sexy as hell. But as long as women know there's another dancer back there in the dressing room waiting to come what out, else you got? they were like, yo, next. Who else you got? Next. You know, but I'm I'm only saying that to say that if Beyonce has a little jealous streak in her now only because of the insecurity that, I wouldn't use this wrong word, insecurity, but only because of the situation that, that Jay-Z put in her, 
by cheating on her. So now her trust factor is low. Even though her face is high, her money is high, her dress is high, her makeup is high, everything is high, but internally, how you feel internally has nothing to do with how you dress, what you wear, what you look like, what you project. Your inner feelings ain't got a fucking thing to do with the clothes you're wearing on your back, believe me. Believe me. So she could be sitting there saying, you know, this girl pushing up. So she just, maybe she's because she's on the whole push-up move. But I'm hearing every word that's being said. Right, but I I took it as her being rude, Mm -hmm. talking over someone to get to somebody else. Either you go, I I, I would lean back and talk to JC, or why didn't you just talk to Beyonce? It was just about drinks. Mm-hmm. You know, ask, you know, Jay-Z, whatever, you know, what, what would y'all like to drink? And well, she could have passed the message on. You know, that was a, just a matter of etiquette. That's, that's true. All. That's true. That's just very she could have ran it through her and she could have done her. But see, rude. here's the deal, though. See, most people, especially of the caliber of Beyonce and Jay-Z, they realize at the while that infidelity is not enough to break up a relationship. You know what I mean? Right. When you okay. fuck around and got billions, oh, damn sure. near billion between sure. one another. Sure. You say, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna break up with you because somebody does sling dick on you or somebody does sling pussy on you. I'm not gonna I'm not it has gotta it's gotta take more than that because that's just for the moment. That was some shit that you did outside the shit. You got your dick wet, you got your pussy Wait, wet. Is, is that what happened with uh, Solange when she tried when she fucked his ass up in his face? <laughs> I think you know what? I, I, I actually think my opinion on that, my opinion see, I don't know. Maybe my what my maybe, maybe my keenness on things are a little different. You know? What what were you thinking? I think that first of all, I, I you know, that first pregnancy of Beyonce was very mysterious, okay? It was like, I didn't see a bump at all. You know, maybe, maybe I think, I'm thinking that Solange, so what's the name, Solange? Solange. I think that Solange was the surrogate for, their first, for their first Thank child. You. Thank, Thank you. And I don't think that. I really do. I think Beyonce was okay. that baby. You no, know, right. she wasn't. I've never it. seen Beyonce nope. pregnant. No, Beyonce had nope. that baby. No, no she, she didn't. Accepted. Maybe the second didn't. one. No, the twins. But that the first one. The second one, right. No. Uh-uh. And I think at the time that Jay-Z did his thing, See, people got to understand that Jay-Z's going to be his own man. Right. But let me elaborate on that, because Solange was away for about a good year and a half. Mm-hmm. You didn't see her do anything. I'm like, okay, where's Solange? She was working oh, on her that. album. Yeah, okay, that's what she tells you. Yeah, she was, she was pregnant, pregnant somewhere. She was not. She was pregnant Why can't somewhere. Except right. Beyonce right. had that baby. Who does that? Who? She who, was not pregnant. I didn't see no bump, no who anything. She takes a whole <sighs> floor of a hospital. That's and be right. like, you can't enter that hospital. I, right. I got that. But it was all about privacy. They wanted to know what the hell was going on. I believe what you're saying, Papa. Salon oh, was. Of course. Yeah. The mom was I don't believe it. And I think, I think J.D. said think something to piss her off. And she kicked at him in, in, the, in the elevator. Because right. at this point, she was carrying their baby. So Salon owned their ass. She owned them. And he said something to piss her off, and I she went off. I don't think so. All right, well, Wasn't at the same time he think. was messing with Becky with the good hair? Yeah, exactly. So, and she knew. Right. She knew because she got the observation eye. Right. You know, I've always seen. Most of the t- I won't say most of the time. Sometimes 
men will mess around when their wait wife minute, is pregnant. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait and wait that was all around minute, that same time. Okay, then. No, you know what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's Y'all not. Okay, not you know wait what? a minute. That's, I'm not first of all, that's your opinion. It is my opinion. Don't, let me tell you. So, all right, let me give you, you a little story. You gave your opinion. I all right, let me mine. give you a story. Let me, if we can, <laughs> let me, let me lay a little story out for example. We got time? Yeah, let me just, let me spend two minutes on this story. Okay, you got 120 seconds. All right, now, um. Should I say I knew a person or a friend of mine knew this person? To make a story a little... <laughs> A friend of mine that I knew knew this person, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this person, as much as, as you look at a woman as being a dazzle in distress, a friend of mine knew this woman, right? Let's, just, let's say it like that. <laughs> a friend of mine knew this woman. Now, she had just had a baby, and she had a little small baby before she had the baby. So the friend of mine went over there to visit the visit the the uh, the girl, and when he went in there, the house smelled like piss. You know, there was diapers everywhere. There was all kind of shit because she had just had a baby. She was a fine, sexy motherfucker, but she had just had a baby. The house smelled like shit and piss and pampers everywhere. No, 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 no. She was not nasty. Let me make my point. Let me make my point. She. The house smelled like piss and everything. She just had a baby. She's sitting there bloated and shit like that and everything. And a little two years. So she had one on the ground and one in the hangar, you know. So she had a little one-year-old that was tiling around. And all of a sudden, she had another baby that she just had. She was freshly born and with diapers and all kind of shit. Okay. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, this friend of mine went around there like a year later to the young lady's house. And he, he kind of walked away kind of cold-blooded to her, saying that, damn, you all pregnant and fucking house smell like shit. And he, and he walked away all, you know, fucked up, you know, fucking her up by saying some wrong shit to her. She came back about a year later. Now, the baby that he saw was a year old now. An old girl cleaned her house up, cleaned herself up, lost weight, looked good as shit. And he was still, he, now he tried to push up on her. And the little kid that was little was three years old. The other one was one years old. Clean house. Everything was cool. And she got her sexy back like a motherfucker, which she was really in front of the very beginning. And he tried to push up on her, and she played him off, saying that when I was all fucked up with this new baby, you didn't pay me no rabbit-ass mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to your point, what you're saying is that when you said something about a man will cheat on one while she's pregnant, all right, well, if you feel that's the case, but a woman ain't pregnant forever, and they they clean their shit up, and if a man want to fuck around when she's pregnant, a woman can do the same thing when she gets her shit tight. And that's the situation with Babyface, Babyface and his wife. At the time, when Babyface was doing this thing, fucking around, like you said, she had just had those babies and everything. If you look back on Babyface's marriage, his kids was young as hell when, when all of a sudden they, they you know, they they went through their situation because Babyface out there performing and the groupies and all that shit and the wife just had the baby but look at her now the baby's a growner now and now she's fucking with Deion Sanders and shit fine as a motherfucker again you know what I mean? Well, so it goes it back to what Red Wine said. He was still messing around. She was yeah, pregnant. but but so you gotta watch baby. when you're messing around with a woman that just had a baby because after a while 
that baby fat will go away and all that shit will go away. That's like true. a goddamn oh, well, well, I guess y'all can do that. Exactly, and, but that, and, that's and my point I'm talking making. talking about in that well, But time. that's not always the case with everybody. Don't don't speculate okay, that well, with everybody. All right. Don't, don't, don't put that. I didn't say everybody. Don't put that with everybody. That's bullshit. I never said everybody. Uh-uh. I never said everybody. And just because a woman. But just because a woman's pregnant doesn't make her. will do that. But it does not make her fucking. That's those particular men. That's what I said. Fuckers in a dungeon. That's what I said. All right, but said. don't put it on men in general. I didn't say that. All right, that. but don't do that. I didn't say that. I was very um, clear in what I said. Um, right. Some motherfuckers be like, some. yo, baby, you know. I said sometimes some men will do that. All right, well. When we were talking about the whole Jay-Z And all those men got. I don't know about baby face and what happened with that. I well, was that, talking that was about Jay-Z and Beyonce. Because old girl was all, she was pregnant and, and young kids and Jay-Z was out there. I mean, no, not Jay-Z. Baby was out there performing. And after a while, she had the babies, boy. I tell you, what's her name? Uh, what's his wife's name? Tracy Edmonds. Tracy Edmonds. Now she finds them full motherfuckers. And, and, and motherfuckers. <laughs> is she really? And, and uh, just living for the city? Uh, shall we maybe the city is. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to understand. Maybe we need to take a CC break and regroup. And, uh, I think so. Okay. It looks like we're already into the living for the city. And now Deion Sanders is fucking the dog shit hour. So oh, Lord. What I'm saying is that. I mean, see you I mean, <laughs> You know, we the flies on the wall. I, I don't know anything about that. I don't know. Either. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, um, you guys are listening to the pajama party. Right. You guys yeah. got anything to add? Right, Hit us up tonight at 914-803-4306. And press 1. And we're going to regroup, and we're going to take a little CC right. break, and we're going to come back with Papa Didi. Okay. Okay. Hey, this right. is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the pajama party live. You can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now, 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio, waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm just a buck private up in this movie. Uh, red wine that gave me the disorder. She said, Negro, open up the mic. Let's get this shit going. My name is Papa Woo. Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir. All right, let's get back to, <laughs> to, 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 the, to the pregnant, sneaky Ooh, woman and whether I demand it. All right, this, this is my living for the city thing. Because oh, you guys okay. gave me a segue to this. Go ahead. Now, uh, should a man mess around on a woman while she's pregnant? I mean, because he kind of feel like she's an outcast, big-ass stomach, big-ass feet. She didn't gain about 30 pounds. She look all fucked up. All right, now... What should the man do? Should he comfort his wife? Should he rub her belly? Yes. Should he rub her feet? Yep. Or should he go out there and dick everything down he can nope. see until she has a baby? Oh, Lord have <laughs> Anyway, the man should know that once she has the baby and she, she cools out and everything gets back in perspective, that that woman's going to be strong. And they're, they're, once that but JJ heals up, you know, depending on what they got to do, if the doctor got to cut it Oof. or whatever, I don't know what goes on when it comes to having a baby, whether oh, or not the JJ got to be cut or whatever, I don't yeah, know. My. 
But once if a JJ heals up and everything gets back in perspective, you know what I mean? The woman can get back and do what she got to do because there's so many different avenues. She can fuck around, go out and buy a new car and fuck the car dealer. Anyway, oh, you know, tell us, you know, what, what can go down. So I want to use an example of a person who was really up on his game, and his name was Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete used to be a quarterback at the Philadelphia Eagles. He's the husband of uh, Holly Robinson Pete. Now, at one time, Holly Robinson Pete was the same way. She had a couple of young babies. In fact, she did an interview on TV where one baby was drooling, one was in her arms with a bib around his neck and spitting on her and all kind of shit, and she looked all crazy and all. But my man uh, Rodney Pete hung in there until until um, Holly Robinson dropped all that shit and the babies grew up and she cleaned herself up, got her shit together, but JJ healed up and shit and got her back in perspective, you know. So so a man could fuck around and, and you know, go out there and mess around on a woman and, and, and mess up things while she's pregnant and uh but she'll come around and uh you know, so don't don't uh, count the pearls before swine as they say. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't mess around and act like uh, just because she's pregnant that she lost her flair. Because she can come back on your ass strong. You know what I mean? You better know it. So, right, all I'm saying is that uh, the myth that Red Wine brought up, we'll blame it on her. Red Wine, Red Wine got in her mind and every time. Oh Red Wine got in her mind every time Lies. a woman gets pregnant that the man's just going to fly the coop. I, I don't know how that. you got that shit in your mind. I never said we that. We ain't going to go Red Wine's don't path. Don't lie on me. We ain't going to go in her path. Don't lie we, on we me. We're going to let you I psychologically, uh, you know, I don't know what, what you've been through. I just met you. I don't know what the, you heard. I just met you I being a co-host on the show. I really don't know you don't that well, Red Wine. Don't make me talk over your segment because I never So, Red Wine, I don't know what you've been through. I really don't know you that well. I know you from being a co-host on the show. So I don't know what you've been through in your life, but uh, oh, it seems like you're holding that pregnant woman, man, mess around her pretty strong. But that's your business. Mm-mm. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, you know. Mm-mm. Anyway, but you know, uh, I just want to say that I think for the men out there, just hang in there when she's pregnant. Don't, don't, don't fuck up. Don't, don't mess up. Excuse my language. You know, I only curse to make my story sound better. You know, just just hang in there, you know, because after a while, like I said, when the VJJ heals, you know, it's crazy, man. He'll be back in action like a shit. Shit. Anyway. Mm-mm. You can leave your light on me like that. Ooh. A bunch of madness around here. <laughs> anyway, I, that's all I want to put out there on that, you know. Ooh-wee. Okay. Okay. She's pregnant. Don't go too crazy out there. All right. It's time for the Hollywood wrap-up. I'm going to take it out to the West Coast. Thank you, Papa Didi. Yeah, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, going to dock his check. Okay, I heard that. Well, right. I, I think that was, you the truth. That was mm-hmm. the, uh, a good segue to Beyonce's unison reaction to a woman talking to Jay-Z. Has Twitter sprawling. They're acting like crazy fools. Beyonce and Jay-Z went on a basketball game date last night, and one video from their evening sitting courtside has really set Twitter off. The two were on the Golden State Warriors game and sitting alongside a team's owner, Joe uh, Lacoste, and his wife, Nicole Caron. Why they got two separate names, but anyway. And um, she, uh, uh, pretty... uh, Look pre-assumed, 
Some on Twitter would even say quietly, firstly, when Karan and Jay-Z were trying to talk over her. Wow. But to me, her reaction was like, uh, one, you're being rude because you're talking over me, and two, stop talking to a motherfucking her. Just just stop talking. Uh, Since Bay has been on social media since the game, she did not acknowledge the video. Why should she? But she um, did share two good outfit of the day shots of her look. Okay, all right, Miss Say. She was wearing that skirt, baby. <laughs> so she's like, I look good. So back up. Why do women look good and the men look like chicken? I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Also, the big rumor about Bradley Cooper and Iran Shakay are reportedly seriously questioning whether they um, should break up. You know, people saying that they broke up because of uh, Lady Gaga, but uh, they had some issues before. um, They didn't want them to talk about the issues during the the, uh, big movie that came out with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga because they were just trying to sell the movie, I guess. Um, he has gotten uh, gotten more insight into what is going on between Bradley Cooper and his girlfriend days after. First reported their relationship is allegedly hanging by a thread. Um, things get a little bit better, but then they find themselves back in the same space or place. Um, they want to say they um, want to stay together for their daughter. Oh, they have a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, who was born 2017, but neither of them are very happy. The two have taken some space from each other. Wow. They have spent time apart to test the waters and see if they are better off. They have a lot invested, and it's very difficult to completely walk away. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just, you know, my thing is just get off their tip for a while. You know, stop, you know, riding them or whatever. Just, um... Um, the Spice Girls. The Spice Girls is on a uh, why fans walk out of the Spice Girls concert. The highly anticipated Spice Girls reunion tour is off to a bumpy start. The British girl group kicked off their world tour in Dublin, Ireland, but the concert left many disappointed due to sound issues. Fans explained the issues over social media with many complaining of feedback, delays, and being unable to hear the women at all. Some were so upset over the show that they walked out of the stadium. Wow. Mel B was the only member of the group to address the situation in Instagram. Hey, guys, thank you for attending our show tonight. Uh, we will see you in um, Cardiff, and hopefully the vocals and the sound will be much better. Wow. Um, That sounds like uh, me, personally, I don't think the Spice Girls could really sing. No. And I think they were more visual than anything else. Right, and I think they were doing a lot of voiceovers. Um, uh, oh. Somebody else was singing to they me. They were listening? That's what I think. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's it's almost like the Milli Vanilli thing. You know? Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, one last note. Uh, what's her name? Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Eh, I don't care for her. But she, she did do a little cute little thing, a little concert. She came out because this is this weekend is Pride Weekend for mm-hmm. the D.C. area, 7th through the 9th of June. 
And she did come out with her little, you know, pride little attire with the rainbow. I thought that was cute. So kudos to her for that, but she's not my cup of tea as far as music. But, uh, yep, that's my Hollywood rapper. Oh, my goodness. Oh, one last note. Rihanna and her billion-dollar boyfriend. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, I said, I said she better work, girl. She mm-hmm. didn't capture a a a a a good one, a billion dollar man. So um, she has money. I mean, people people have money. They gravitate to money, which they should, and uh, kind of be on the same level, if not better, you know, than them. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah, it's a billion dollar himself. Okay, now. Mm-hmm. Kudos to you. But is that really necessary? I mean, but you 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 can't go down to the hood and find you a regular joker. I mean, you got to build. And this this billion dollar this billion dollar guy is a is a Saudi Arabian guy, who has been documented that these guys here are you know they they've been raising harems of women. So it's not like like Janet Jackson. She got the hell out of Saudi Arabia as quick as she could. Well, that was so. that was that was just a that was just a, a a a deal there. You know, he wanted a son, and she produced the son. So hey, that was just an agreement. Yeah, well, had. I just don't. I don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think that money always needs to hang on money. Money you need to find somebody that don't have money. It's a nice person, and bring them to that world. You know, because hanging with money. Mm. Well, I think somebody else that got money don't make them the person that I really want. I think that's a matter of opinion. You know, we can, you know, it all depends on how we go shopping. Everybody goes shopping in a different way. You know, some people like that little, that meat that comes in a package, and some people like deli meat. You know, I like deli meat myself. I like my meat cut okay. as opposed to buying that little, uh, what do you call that brand? Who sells it? So Oscar Mayer mm-hmm. sells the pre-packed turkey stuff in a little mm-hmm. packet right there. Right. But I like my shit cut at the deli. They can make it a little thicker. And well, I, can I guess to you know. each his own, I guess. Yeah. You know, so I just think that at some point when it comes mm-hmm. to money that we need to bring our money to the Unfortunate jokers, because there's somebody in the hood waiting to love you, you know. Okay, go right ahead, but guess what? When I say look, when I say hood, person not gonna go no hood yeah, to go find Well, them. I don't, I don't business, think so. they don't just because somebody got a million dollars don't make them perfect, don't make them shit really. That's true, but they're not gonna go to nobody below their level. Well, hopefully. you know, we the hood is just where we live. It's got nothing to do with who we are. It's yeah. got nothing to do with who we are, and sometimes. You know, I think a lot of people nowadays, if they want to go to and and go into speaking, did you see the movie with the Asian people called uh, yeah. Crazy Rich Asians? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that young lady there didn't have a clue that this guy was not only rich, she know anything. Okay. Right. Sure. So how that work out? That worked out great because she he knew that she didn't know how rich they were. And what did she see when she went all up against these rich people? They were trying to beat her down and mess her up and endure and do say, oh, she don't deserve him. And then old girlfriends trying to push her away. And she's sitting back saying, whoa, what the hell's wrong with all y'all people? So sometimes you sometimes got to go to the hood of people that, see, just because a person don't know where the knife, fork, and spoon is set up on the outside of a plate, right. it doesn't mean that they don't have etiquette. The people that are rich just learned that shit well, two weeks ago. It doesn't mean they're stupid. They mean they're stupid, exactly. Mm-hmm. The people that learn that know where the knife, fork, and spoon goes outside mm-hmm. the plate, mm-hmm. they just learned that shit two years ago when they stepped in the money. Somebody told us, oh, well, they were brought up that way. They could have been brought up that way. Right, but mm-hmm. it does not make them sacredly in, engulfed into something. They just Now they just happen to know it. 
Right. You know, so did I do my uh, Living for the City yet? Or? Yes, you did. You want to say that for next week because yeah. I'm going to get into this cocktail All right. called the Jasmine Cocktail. All right, I was trying to get another yeah, joint. Yeah. Right. All right, I'm trying to get another yeah. joint. Jasmine yeah. Cocktail. Right, right. Can't reclaim your time. Now. This um, underrated gin cocktail is perfect if you're looking time. for something refreshing, citrus, and not too sweet. It also works well with other spirits besides gin. Okay. So here we go. One and a half ounces of the Bombay Sapphire Gin, which is top of line for me. Um, one fourth of Campari, which is a um, it's a liqueur. Um, one fourth ounces of orange liqueur, like a Grand Marnier or Couture, and three fourths ounces of fresh lemon juice. So to make this cocktail, we add all the ingredients into a shaker with ice and shake to chill. Strain into a chilled cocktail glass and garnish with a lemon twist. That is the jasmine cocktail with gin. I like it. All right, so we'll have jasmine cocktail. We'll have this on our website. So if people guys want to go there, it's called it's it's avajamaparty.com. You can check out the cocktails of the week for the whole month, year, whatever. You have all of that. So yep. enjoy the jasmine cocktail. I love it. Okay. All right, Papa Didi, can you tell us uh, what exactly is the Kiss It List? Because it's time for the Kiss It List. Can you explain about the Kiss It List? The Kiss It List is the people, a group of people that have showed their butt hiney over the last week. People have done some dumb shit, so to speak, for lack of a better word. I only curse to make my story sound better. Um, they just showed their butt, you know, and with no regard, you know. But uh, so. We got a list of uh, who's on the kiss list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a couple of people. Well, let's first of all let's do the people in D.C. The gentrification people that think they're actually changing D.C., but they're not. Anybody from D.C. can walk through those streets of Northeast and see what they used to be. Because what you did not change, you didn't change the core. You may have changed it cosmetically, you didn't change the core. And I'm I'm not even from here, like I said, and I could see where we used to. Have residents. Same with North Philly around Temple University. Same way. They did all that stuff to please some people at Temple University. But if you was on Diamond Street and Susquehanna Avenue and Sixty More, you can see the you can see the core. It's still there. Still there. You can't erase that. You know what I mean? People made their mark. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're right. I. You have anybody where wrong? I do. Okay, come on. Um, first, I have Trump Uh-oh. for telling U.S. embassies that they cannot fly the pride flags oh. during Pride Month. Oh, no, he didn't go there. Yes, he did. He has notified the U.S. embassies, I guess, all over the world, and told them, do not fly pride flags during this month. How do you hate a whole? How do you hate a whole group of people? That's, but then he turns around and says, "Oh, I love know? the you know LGBT." Yeah, sure you do. Blah, sure blah, blah. But then how are you going to tell Retarded. You know what but That's see, why he's on the kiss list That particular that. group need to remember them When it comes to the election mm-hmm. yep. Okay see they can't be You can't be flaky and say oh he did some wrong stuff But I'm going to still vote and for him And he did the thing with the military yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who else you had? Transgender people. He didn't want them to serve in the military. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, I've got the U.S. Army for not honoring the blacks who served in World War II during the yeah, D-Day. Yeah, that whole Normandy thing was very white. 
And there white. was a lot of black people that Very were there of course who lost was. their lives yes, was. trying yes, to save was. other people's lives. Yes, they are not was. being acknowledged. Not at all. Shame on the not U.S. Army for that. Yes, mm. it is. And Man. I've got uh, this British woman, Amy Dalla Mura, who stabbed that Trump big baby balloon with the diaper over in the U.K. Oh, really? She ran up and stabbed it with a knife and then cut herself, talking about shame on you all. I support him. He's the president, and you should be ashamed of yourself. You know, one of these Trump lovers going to run up there and stab the balloon. I'm like, first of all, that's not your property. If you didn't like it, fine. Put a sign up, protest it. But you don't have the right to destroy somebody else's property. That's just going to show you right there that white folks have too much access. If it was a black person, they would never got near the balloon. They would have seen them coming. There you go. But they let the white woman think and they think she's part of them, right. and she turns foot on her But that's all I have. Okay, I have um, Farstein, the lady oh, yeah. about the um, five black guys. Central Park Five. Yeah. Um, also, Book Richardson, the ex-coach, that mm-hmm. he only got a couple of months. He got oh, and the months. guy who pushed the basketball player and cursed him out. Stephen something, yeah, Stephen, whatever his Richardson, name is. Stevens. Richardson, Stephen. Whatever his yeah, name Stevens, is. Stevens, he was the, uh, yeah, Mark Stevens. Yeah, put him on the list. Push, he pushed him, and he didn't even fall into his seat. Okay, that's his girlfriend was a seat he went into, and the girlfriend was trying to pick Laurie up. Uh-huh. He pushed him to the side with jealousy, thinking the black man came in with his Johnson out or something. I don't know. What he was, oh, you know, we got more red wine. We got a special anyway. gift for everybody on the kitchen list. Kiss my entire ass. Kiss my Irish ass. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. Kiss my ass. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. All right, look, my last word is that uh, I just want to say that I attended the funeral um, last Saturday morning of a good friend of mine from elementary school, third, fourth, and fifth grade. We both got bused to uh, Southwest Philly to uh, elementary school. His name was Kevin Henryhan. And the brother had cancer since 2012. He's been fighting it from 2012-2019. He wrote his own obituary. He organized his own funeral, organized his own situation, and just had people fulfill it at the funeral. It was a wonderful funeral. It was a basic memorial service. It wasn't a casket there or anything. And I just want to say uh, to Kevin, we walked the, the, the hallways of Mitchell Junior uh, Elementary School playing kickball and everything else. Um, God bless you, brother. I just happened to hear about your your your, your 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 funeral by faith just by some people we knew that kind of contacted me inadvertently. 
and just let you know that God was uh, knocking on my door to 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 go and, and see your moral service. And I was there. Actually, God been spoke as a matter of fact and talked about things, and his family appreciated the fact because I said that me and him were together in '67, '68, and '69. 1967, 68, 69, 3rd, 4th, and 5th grade. And it, it let the family know, his children know, that the brother had a life just like they did as a child. And to speak on, I love to shock the young people, let them know that their, that their mothers and fathers were young at one time themselves. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. Uh, God bless you, Kevin. And uh, thanks for the times in the, in the schoolyard of the elementary school. And rest in peace, my brother, rest in power. Kevin, here we are. Okay, and my last word is to people who have gone from being a fan to being a fanatic, you need to take it down, calm it down, and relax. Don't be a nut. You know, you can support your fan, be supportive, you love your celebrities and all that stuff, but when you start sending death threats to people who you think disrespected somebody and all that stuff, you're going too far, you're doing too much. So I'm just saying, you know, don't do that. It's not helpful, it's not healthy, and it's not it's not uh, honoring the celebrity who you say you love so much. So I'm just saying, you know, really give that some more thought. Take it down. It's not helpful. That's all I'm saying. Over to you, Cattle. Okay. I got uh, two last words um, that... Um you guys need to go out and see the movie. Um, I'm sorry, it's on Netflix. Uh, when they see us, the movie by Ava DuVernay. Um, it's already on Netflix. It's a six-part series, I believe. Um, and also, we have a hometown um, person uh, that's in it. A uh, young guy, Merlin. He's going to be um, in the movie. They did um, talk about him on the news at nine o'clock. And um, also, one last note. Uh, another hometown. Um, Actress uh, Regina Hall, she will be hosting the BET Awards this year. So you guys, yay, Regina! We know her. We love you, Regina. Personal friend of the show, so um, we we all we support her 100%. Um, That comes um, on BET June the 24th, and uh, just give her some love and support. uh, Yep. She's our, she's our hometown hero, yes, so to speak, in so many words. So. God bless you. Yep. You guys have a great weekend. Be safe out there. And um, support um, some type of cause with the um, the gay community this weekend. I mean, yeah. not just this weekend, but all the time. I mean, you know, they're a part okay. of our lives, and, you know, yeah, they contribute yeah. a lot of, yeah. of money, too, also. You know. Big. Yeah, that's big. It's, 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 it's a big deal. That's and right. shout out to all the graduates. Oh, yeah. It's people graduating from middle school, right. high school, mm-hmm. college, yeah. whatever you're graduating from, yep. or family members, congratulations. I know that's right. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, please uh, check us out on apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the A in front, apajamaparty.com. Uh, check out other episodes if you want to listen to this one again or previous episodes you might have missed. Thanks to DC Homegrown, our parent company, for paying the bills, keeping the lights on, doing what they do. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We'll be back next Friday with another 
fresh episode, hot off the press. Don't you miss it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be sizzling. Uh, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we're going to say good night, and we'll do it again next Friday night. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Good night. Good night. Say good night, Cattle. Good night. This is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Till next Friday night. See you Initiating then. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatanti, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, people will be you.